Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. Entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy. And healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Before we even start, I have lost track of time of how long we've all been self-isolating for, and usually I'm pretty good at staying positive and focusing on the silver linings, but I'll be honest, this week has been a bit rough. Um, Feels like it's wearing on me, I'm getting annoyed more often. So conversations like today's definitely help when I start to feel like shit as do walks. So if you are listening to this podcast during the quarantine, I encourage you to get your shoes on, put on a jacket because it's still freezing for some reason, and go outside and get some fresh air. Today we have Lauren Zander. She is a life coach and oh my gosh, her energy is electric. She has so much fire in her. It will definitely wake you up and definitely cheer you up. She has a no bullshit approach to her coaching methodology. She's incredibly smart. Um, Yeah, like, oh, I don't know, pitched to teach a class at MIT and did so successfully. I mean, how many people can actually say that? She's incredible, she's founded her own company, and she really just wants to provide no-nonsense, practical tips on how people can get what they want out of life, but beyond that, how to actually get there. We talk all about joy, finding things that make us proud, the different sides of our personalities, noticing how your actions, your behaviors make you feel. Are they empowering or are they crushing? And the important one, definitely don't let your narratives run your life. Warning, there definitely is a little bit of swearing in here, so if you've got little ones around, maybe pop on some headphones. All right, enjoy this week's episode of the podcast with Lauren Zander. Amazing. Well, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you being here amidst all the chaos that's going on in the world. Right. It's definitely a weird, weird time. How are you holding up with everything? Excellent. I feel a little weird saying that, but um, the only thing that changed in my life is I don't have to get on any planes. I don't get to go to spin class. Mm. My nails look like shit. (laughs) My toes are embarrassing, right? But my life has always been working at home on Zoom. My kids are here. That's cuter, right? They're all old enough. So it's like, I really am not an example of someone who got screwed in this season personally. Yeah. That's okay though. And I feel like you, you shouldn't feel bad about that. You know what I mean? Like it's okay that, that your life keeps moving forward. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. I think it, you know, I, because I believe so heavily in not lying, right? Like, you know, and, you know, think what you will. And then the, the other thing is that, you know, I, over 20 years, I know thousands and thousands of people who would call me if they were in trouble right now. And I don't have those calls coming in either. So then it makes me go like, what? Like, I am not, like, even the history of my people that I have been connected to forever are also not drowning right now. Right. So I have a few cases of things to talk about, but yeah, it, it, it should be more. It should be a lot more. So that's also kind of like, wow, that's interesting. But I tell the truth and you ask yeah. the question. So there's my answer. <laughs> I feel you on the no planes thing. Usually I'm not home for more than, I don't know, like two weeks at a time max. And then usually I always have a suitcase like ready to go. That's been a huge shift for me actually being 
home and not being like, okay, where am I flying to next? What time zone am I in? And that was definitely a big adjustment because I've been so used to being go, 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 kind of always on to the next thing that that was the hardest thing for me, just actually slowing down and staying mm. home. And like, that was a bit of a rough adjustment. Now I think I'm okay. We're what, like seven, <laughs> eight weeks in, but at first I was like, Ooh, this is very weird. I'm not used to staying put for so long, but like you have no choice but to adjust. I adjusted without any even <laughs> noticed. I was like, yay, no more planes, trains, and automobiles. Really? I'm so sad. Yeah. 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 Life, life will come back. <laughs> I do not need room service to feel whole. <laughs> no, it's probably healthier that way anyways. Um, so, I, I mean, for people that don't know, what is a life coach? Because it's this I think it's it's something that's been around for quite a while, but it feels like now more than ever, people are are really open to the idea of stepping up and showing up for themselves first and foremost, that they can then be the best versions of themselves to everybody else in their lives. But like life coaching is such a an important part of that journey for people that are open to it. But I don't know that everyone actually knows what a life coach is. Well, first of all, I became one when I was 20. I like put that name on my door when I was 28 years old and I'm 50 now. And no one knew what it was when I started. And at all. And they even giggled. They still giggle. Like, can't you come up with a better name for that? Right? Like, so they're still like, but now it's so real. It, 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 you can sign up for it at college. Right? So, um, so that's good. Uh, what? I, I'm a coach in your life, right? And so I lay out how to think about life, how to address it, how to have tools to impact it. And what I think a life coach is, is someone who's getting you to be true to yourself and fulfill on your dreams and know what your dreams are so you can fulfill on them. And then there is the whole handout method, which is I break life out into 12 different areas. I want your dream in all 12. You know, and then I teach you about your history and how to resolve it. Like, so then the, the method becomes something about self-awareness and ability to master your ability to take action mm. because the, and then I go after one's mind and how you talk to yourself. And so I don't, so as a life coach, I'm teaching you how to engage fully in fulfilling on your life. I mean, that sounds pretty fucking great. Don't mind if I say so myself. I think I have the best job. I have like the best job, right? Like someone, my job is so inspiring and intense and committed and an act of love, like passionate love for someone's life and their dreams. Like I, I get to live in love all the time. And you have been doing this for a minute now. So clearly you're still enjoying it. You clearly you've still got some fire in you, but you know, growing up, did you always think like, Oh, I'm going to be someone who goes out and helps people fulfill their lives and live their dreams. Like, was this something that was always innate in you or did you kind of grow and develop that curiosity? So I was, you know, so I got my degree in environmental studies and I was always passionate like I was an athlete growing up not one that turned out after high school but I was like the captain of this team and I really was captain of three teams through high school like I loved sports and playing with people and being engaged and leading I was I you can tell I probably have been bossy since the day I came out (laughs) um and rebellious since the day I came out and like I have been a little big mouth since the day I came out and then that I ended up in life coaching was was a shocker maybe to lots of people because I was an environmentalist I was a vegan I was not wearing leather I was like I would save the planet in the 90s when it really wasn't that hot yeah and and everything that's happening right now was predicted right not the problem but the environment the way that how many humans would be alive how much resources what would happen to the soil what would like everything everyone should now be paying attention to i was crying about in the 90s knowing it was coming and so then the big shift for me was it wasn't it was that the humans didn't care or see the trees in a way 
or they're each other, right? So then somewhere around 21, 22, I figured out I was working on like not like not the real core issue, which was the humans who weren't in love with how to be alive mm-hmm. and how to take care of the planet, how to take care of their family, how to have real friends. How to, so it like dawned on me, I would, it would be like fixing, you know, a broken arm, not why did the arm get broken in the first place. Get into that why. Yeah. And so then I shifted everything and then headed in this direction, which makes a lot of sense in hindsight. Um, But no, I did not. I did not. I did not know this going. Like, did I know? No. Was anyone surprised? No. Right. Was I surprised? Yes. Did I know? No. Right. So uh, yeah, no, I figured it out just like everybody else on the court while happening. I like how you bring it back to a sports analogy. Just keep it real simple so everyone can understand. And then when you, and then when you made that switch, I mean, that, that's with the way that you explain it, it doesn't even seem like a big switch, but like on paper, it's a big switch. But when you did and you had that first client, what was that feeling like where you were like, ooh, I think I might be doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now? It was just, ew, I hate the company I was working for. Shit. I wasn't making it like I was paid piddly. So it wasn't very difficult to cover how much money I would need to make if I was going to change careers. Right. So the the issue that people are in right now, if, if anyone got fired, if anyone doesn't have a job, if anyone like this is pivot season, because when shit hits the fan, this is your only chance to make real big different changes because nothing's coming to save you except yourself. Mm. And so you could say that I, knew I was unhappy and just put one foot in front of the next. Yeah. And didn't know if it was going to work. And now here I am. I, I love how you just say things as fact and as truth. Like you're not pretending that it was this grand feeling and that there was a bunch of signs pointing you in the right direction and you followed the wind and the next thing you know you found your passion you're just like no actually I was in a shitty job that didn't pay me well and so I literally just took it one moment at a time and I think that that's that's what we need right now like we need that level of honesty because okay yeah sure some people might have signs and tune into that and follow their heart. But for some people, it's a grind. It's a grind. And you just have to take it one moment at a time because to look any further is sometimes really fucking terrifying. Yeah. One day at a time and how to be proud of yourself today. Like what if you got done today? If you went to bed by the end of the evening, you would be proud of yourself. That list is so different than a list of, oh, I have to, what should I do? Oh, God, blah, blah. Like, like, if I must, then, mm. right? And so most people aren't exactly asking themselves, what are my to-dos today that will make me be in love with my life and myself, no matter what the fuck's going on out in the world? Right. And it isn't that they can't come up with that answer. And it isn't that they wouldn't feel epic from that day. It's that we don't really make ourselves answer that question, like the right question. The right, the, another thing life coaches do is they put you in the right conversations instead of the ones that are not the right conversations. What do you think is the question that we should be asking ourselves on a daily basis? What would make you really proud? Like you spent your day well, right? Uh, you know, everyone can hear, uh-oh, if I spent my day well, would I exercise? Mm-hmm. Might I meditate? Learn meditation. Uh-huh. Try something new I haven't done yet, ever. That would be fun. Okay, I need money. What am I going to do to make money? Okay, let's plan four hours of like how I'm going to go about that. Let's call people. Let's see what they need. Let's see if anybody needs any work done. I can write. I can do this. Like, People aren't focused on what they can get done today to move one day at a time. It isn't that I couldn't sit down and make you that list. And then what happens is, is when you start to have a sense of pride, like, I was so good, even though I didn't know what was going to happen. I did everything. Right. And then it's like, okay, great. What does that make possible in your third eye? Right. So I'm a T 
teaching people to work on their third eye, which is their ability to imagine what they want to have happen versus that we imagine doom. Mm. And we don't hear the voice in our head saying anything on some level to the point of what is it doing with all of our actions. And so I like to take over the actions so that you can see, you can design your actions that then take over the third eye. Like, and, or, and people don't really do different things. Like as if it would be so hard for you to get out of bed at 6 a.m. even though you never do. Right. Oh yes, you can. Oh yeah, you can even go to sleep at 10. Uh-huh. Oh, it's true. Oh, you do not need Netflix. Mm-mm. You'll be fine. Right? You could have three days off of screens. You'll live again. Right? Like, people don't play with change. Not because change is so hard, but because the same mind that says, I don't know, I don't know, is the one that gets to click the Netflix button. Or don't have sex tonight with my husband button. He looks upset. Really? Yeah. I bet he'd be okay if he had just <laughs> snuggled in over there and asked him if he'd, you know, like some action. Right? Change scene. Oh, change man. Change scene. Right? Like, we don't play change scene when we're not happy nearly enough. We got to change it up. We got to change it up. I want to do that in my life. Just snap my fingers and be like, nope, we're changing scenes today. We're shaking it up. It just requires a new promise, like uh, any promise, right? I don't care what it is. I don't care if you just dance for 10 minutes today, even if you're fucking unhappy. You try and, and be unhappy and dance to Prince at the same time. Yeah. That's your challenge today for everyone listening. Just go and do that and let us know how you feel. So we don't feed joy. We don't feed clay. We don't give ourselves a break. We don't give ourselves great actions to take if we're unhappy. This is a season of justified unhappiness. Oh dear. You're either going down with it or or you're going to like resist it and and really push yourself to shift. And you either did or you didn't, mm-hmm. right? And you either gained five pounds over the weekend or you didn't. You either, right? So then I tell people to just deal with the basics, seriously, the basics. We're talking like sleep, water, food, movement, those kinds of basics? We're, it literally, yes. Exercise, go for a walk lose the carbs stop eating after 7 30 right like don't snack right like little things that you're not good at don't have a drink during the week wait till you're with don't drink alone right every time you do something that actually makes you justify it's hard, it gives you more actions to take that don't make you feel good. Right after the drink, what does someone want? A cookie. It, it, it really wasn't a glass of water. It just wasn't, okay? So you understand, so it's, if no one's studying their actions, then they don't know why they feel the way they feel, and then yeah. they think the feeling doesn't have something fully to do with their actions. That's where I show up and shake a person. Like, uh-uh, that's not how this scene works. Change scene. <laughs> right? And if you don't feel good today, I promise you're taking the wrong actions then. You feel after the action. You feel contemplating the action. So if you think you know, I have to tell my boss this, I have to fire someone, I have to, then all of a sudden you go get a drink. I don't know, how, right? Like, because you don't, you don't want to do the action or you're avoiding the action or you just took that action, right? So your feelings are indicators and change scene if you're feeling like shit. For real, people. 
Wow. So our feelings and our actions. And then how do you feel about like, where does self-talk kind of play into that? Because I feel like negative self-talk is all over there. Like it's all over. It's intertwined. There, there is nothing but self-talk. Self-talk is the source of how you feel, the actions you're taking, what you think is possible. Like there, that is control center, right? That is the on off switch. That is, that's the brain. That is director. Right. And so if there's a director and an author, mm. then you have all, and you're both, then that's the only place to go when the scene sucks. So there is nothing in my book. The only thing I'm getting you to know is your inner dialogue and how it works, why it works that way. It's not so that you can philosophize about it. Right. I'm not. I know how wood and a nail work. So therefore I want to give you a hammer. Right. So we need to be, you know, we need to be very realistic that if you're not feeling good, it's the wrong action. What actions would you take and see how you feel? I mean, you make it sound simple. I have been doing this for a long time. And the part that is simple is commanding someone to take the right actions, getting the person to do that is also simple, but the person who's running the game on the inside has a lot of drama or ways to go, no, it's not my fault. I've always been this way. Like all the ways we self-talk, which is all not even real, but Mm. really happening over and over and over again in your head is why you are stuck in that marriage, not having sex, 30 pounds overweight, a little too drunk, not really having fun with your kids right now. Like whatever it is, I swear, control central, you know, we can make a control central is the problem. I'm a New York potty mouth, everyone. That's all good. That's all good. I I swear right in the intro of this podcast that you're fine. I've already set the tone. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you call it control center because it a hundred percent is, but sometimes our, the way that we talk to ourselves and the narratives we build around our lives, they, it sometimes feels like they get out of control and it's hard to know what the truth actually is because sometimes it can be so dark and negative and not the most supportive place in our heads. Like, I don't know why it's so hard for ourselves to be nice to literally ourselves, but it's easier sometimes to be nice to other people. Like, how can we start taking the steps to get that negative self-talk to be a little bit nicer? Don't expect it to be. When you understand there's a bully in your head, when you understand, you know, I have nicknames. So in the handle method, what we do is there's, first of all, we have traits, personality traits. Every trait, it can be positive or negative, or it's like a dial. Mm -hmm. So when you're competing in a sport, it's awesome. When you're competing against attention with your kid to your husband, it's creepy, right? So it, every trait goes bad depending on where it is, right? So, and you have the personality you have, and it doesn't mean you're stuck with the personality you have. The more you know your personality, the more you can manage it. So as you can, I am an interrupter. I interrupt any conversation, anytime, any place, no problem. I don't even care who you are, right? My husband likes to talk slowly. And like once his time, that makes me a horrendous bitch. The minute I want to interrupt him, you hear that, right? Like there is no, is that okay? No. Right. Do I have permission? No. Would I be better off if I raised my hand? Yes. Right. So in, and I've been married, I've been with David for 22 years. And so I am an asshole if I'm interrupting him, period, end of story. So I literally have to, I've been managing my whole life to fucking listen, like shut up and listen. Like just ask him the question. His pentameter is like a third of mine. Like I'm like, and he's like, boom, 
Right? And I'm like, slow the fuck down, girl. Listen to your cute husband and appreciate the pace. Right? So I've taken years to not be my very style that works in my business would never work with my husband. I love learning how to listen to him. Does that make sense? So we get very like we know how we are and we can't change. And that's mm. a lot. That's a lie and a half, right? I, I, we, we can if you really have the agenda to. But you also have to know how to know yourself, make fun of yourself, know your voice in your head, right? And, and like literally change for the, for the art of changing in the moment. But you have to believe that's possible. Yeah. So that you can sit and do it. So what happens is, is we really get stuck thinking we know ourselves. We're always this way. I am this way. I'm good. At, I'm an introvert. I, I, the amounts of introverts I've taught that that's a lie. I didn't say don't read a book and hang out with yourself. We're not having a conversation. What do you like to do? Introvert says you don't have to talk about things that hurt you or upset you or that you want. Is that right? Where give me the definition of introvert as a hiding liar? Like hiding liar? Liar? Is that like is that what we're saying an introvert is? Because that's what you're doing, right? Oh, oh. right. So so the inner dialogue makes you think you're shy, and so then you're never going to get laid. It's, maybe we need to get laid, and so therefore we're going to have to work on your shy issue because I think that just means you don't talk I think your mouth works right like <laughs> I think we're gonna be okay right like this is bullshit from the head's point of view to stay and what and if you go well what are we all running our lives around we're all running our lives around fear fear of what someone will say someone will think what oh yeah. fear dominates the shit out of humans fear so we got to step out of that fear and just not give it power. Well, no, courage is the, really what it, right? Courage is in the face of fear, you do it anyway. In the face of fear, mm. you do it anyway. In the face of fear, you do it anyway. And at some point you're like, I'm good at that. At some point your ego kicks up and like, yeah, I did that. Like at some point you'll be proud of yourself and, and the terror disappears. The, I, I asked her out, she said no, and I lit. Right. I said, I asked my boss to change my position because, right. Like, and he said, no, but he appreciated that. Like, so the more you stick your neck out, the more you get comfortable with sticking your neck out. Mm. It's like, uh, if you want to, you know, fast all day, let's say you want to fast. Are you going to die? No. Did you let yourself drink water? Yeah. You're fine. Anything going on in that head of yours? It's just trying to get food. So if you're not going to eat and you know you're not going to eat, then you can just be a witness to what it's doing in there that it's saying. So what happens is, is when I bring people into the method, I make them have to make a promise about something that they're not dying to keep. Like they're, they wish they'd keep, but they're not dying to keep it. Yeah. And then now watch the voice in your head. Yammer. So we have to get to know our dark side which is the voice that's always talking us out of, you know, talking us into introvert, talking us out of asking for what we want. I would love to be a fly on the wall when you've got someone telling you, I'm an introvert, I can't do that. And having you be like, um, no, I don't think so. I think, I think you're not, I think you're, well, I think you're good. <laughs> like what if I'm intro, like let's discuss what an introvert really is going away with. If it worked, if you were getting laid, if you were getting your dreams by being an introvert, we're good. Mm. But if introvert is what's between you and love, you and a family, you and a career that you're dying for, seems simple. Let's kill introvert. Yeah. Right. Man. So, I mean, yeah. I think, I think, I think you're doing, I think you're doing what you should be doing with your life just in case you weren't sure, but I think you definitely know you are. I mean, I think it's amazing that you've been doing this for as long as you have, but you've carved your own way. Like you've created your own methodology 
there are, you know, lots of places you can go study to become a life coach, but mm-hmm. you created your own method. You know, and it's, like, yeah, and it's taught. Like, it's taught. I, I got to develop it at MIT. I got to develop it at Stanford Business School. Like when the, the, the best advice I could give is, is have a crazy dream and have no shame if the dream is real, right? Like I care way more about changing how people see themselves in their dream. Like I, I love what I do and I don't care if I love golf, it would be that. Yeah. If like, I don't think I'm doing something. I think I know how to love and I think love takes a lot of risks, deals with like kills fear. Love kills fear. And so if you're operating in fear, you're not having nearly as much love as you could in your life, right? As hokey as that all sounds, it's true. But what, what would you have to do? You'd have to be willing to be embarrassed. You'd have to be willing to ask for things. You'd have to be willing to get a no. You'd have to be willing to get up at six in the morning. You'd have to be like, you'd have to give up a lot of com- like lazy comfort. Yeah. And what you think you know about yourself and others, which is that's my sport. I think, I think you're the MVP of that game. I think so. <laughs> I want the job. I want the job. Uh, I geeked out pretty hard at the MIT thing. I mean, that's, it's just like you not only worked there, you taught a class there, you pitched to teach the class there. And they actually said, okay, come on in. Welcome to MIT. Here's your classroom. Like yeah. when I read that, it just completely blew my mind. It makes you wonder what you're not asking for, doesn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. Do you have any idea how many people might say yes to things you could ask for that no one's asking for because everybody's so scared of getting a no or in trouble or how dare you or, right? Like the amount people don't ask for even like the sex they want from their husband. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we are so scared to want things, to go for things, to fail at things, right? Like, so then if you really wake up to that, then it begs you to want things to fail at one thing, right? Like it begs you to go the opposite. When That's you had that I, MIT yeah. chat, were you afraid? Like you seem like a such a fearless powerhouse, but do you also have concerns and fears like when you ask and call people for things like that or are you just bionic I get scared out of my wits right so I have two things I want to build right I have two decks that I like two new things I want right and um and then what happens like and I'm not going to force any of them right like they'll either happen or they won't but it won't be because I didn't talk or ask or it won't be because every chance I got I didn't do the right thing in that moment and it'll either happen or it won't so when you give up that you have to make something happen like I didn't have to get into MIT I just knew a professor who needed my help and I could I knew I could help him dramatically and then if I did that first, what would he do for me? Let me tell you what I want to do, what I want from you. I'll make you a deal, right? He could have said no, but if I never asked, mm. right? So the biggest, I am not afraid to be radically uncomfortable because I actually think I'm doing it for something bigger than me, right? I have a mission. I have a dream. I work for the dream. I don't work for Lauren. Lauren, she's quite a, she'd be home watching Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing you work for your dream then. But like, I'd be like, I'd be smoking spliffs. I'd be not eating too much because I like being skinny, but do you understand? But I would end up eating like my mother did, which is skip most meals, drink coffee, and then eat one shitty kind of crap meal a day. So I never gain weight and I exercise, but I got my French fries and bar- like, I'd be gross. Yeah. Left to my own devices. That makes me giggle and love myself because that's my dark side. I know my dark side and my dark side hasn't been out since 19. Right. I was cheating on every man on it. Like I was bad. 
<laughs> you know? And I still would be if someone, like if it worked, right? So if there's a way to love your dark side that no one gets yet either. There's yeah. a way to love why we all lie, but we all lie, right? Like we all, like there's so many things we won't fall in love with about being human that are dark and light, right? How many people will eat lamb chops but wouldn't kill a lamb if their life depended on it? Oof. A lot of them. Oof. We're like straight hypocrites. How many people believe something else is possible for their career, but they won't even write down what they really want to do? We are, we, we are hiding. And we hide because we don't want to feel humiliated, ashamed, embarrassed, needy. Right? Except for all those things. We are. <laughs> we are. Like nobody is perfect. Like we all, you're so right. We've all, we've all got darkness and we've all got lightness. And like, that's okay. You just got to like maybe keep the dark side, like just a little don't bit. Bother. No, no. Tell, let, let the dark side talk. Just don't let the dark side act. Ooh. Okay. Right. That I, I'm telling you, I love talking about my dark side long enough, but it doesn't, it doesn't get the cigarette. It wants one. Mm. And I think that's very, you know, all my grandparents smoke, right? I can even pretend it's very shaman of me. <laughs> right? Tobacco's sacred. Everyone can hear my bullshit, right? But like I could like make up anything I want, but there's a certain amount of days a year I'm allowed to have tobacco, right? And that's it. So I don't even kill my dark side. I, I give it that little leash. Right? It's a tiny <laughs> little leash. <laughs> it's a little leash, right? Trust me, right? You're like, world peace or give up one of your smoking days. And I'm like, really? Can I, like, who am I negotiating with? A hard question. It's a hard question to answer. I don't know. These humans kind of suck. <laughs> I'm joking, but there's something really self-centered and real about that for my dark side. Yeah. So the more I can love my dark side, the more it doesn't rule. Right. I like I like how with uh with your latest book, maybe it's you, you're really putting you're putting people in the driver's seat. Like letting them know like they are not in the passenger side like they are driving the car in their life and it's time to put on the seatbelt, hit the gas pedal and go and realize like hey girl maybe it's you this is my first and maybe my only book um more because of how i feel about the book industry so the basic 101 of my method is in that book but if you really want to know what I love to do is I love the coaching. I'm not a, I'm not a bookie, right? Like I don't read lots of books. I'm not dying to write books. I'm not, it's, you get it. So I'm very authentic, but mm -hmm. I wrote, I designed inner you, which are 25 minute like coaching sessions with the homework. And I tell stories and I get you to get the concept. That's me. Right. I'm a, right. So then, so the book is the method. I needed to get that done. Everything else will likely be in digital form in Inner You where the sessions are laid out unless someone, again, like I do probably need more books because it, it's legitimate, but it's not my favorite medium personally. Yeah. Well, look, the digital landscape is there. If you don't want to do a book, don't do it unless you absolutely have to. I mean, you know, I, I, it, We'll see what I think over yeah. time. But I have Inner You Life, which are the basics, same you can get in the book, but it's um, more poignant. And, and then there's like master classes and same price, not the same price as a book, but once you get into Inner You, you're in for yeah. life with me. I have Inner You Life. I have Inner You Love. God, do I wish everyone would do Inner You Love. Um, everyone needs it for their sex life, for their marriages, for dating, for poly, for anything you're into, you better know your past and how to resolve it 
or it'll just keep repeating in ways you don't want to keep doing. And then it'll run right through to your kids, period. Mm. So please deal with inner you love. And then inner you career is truly how to go, like they're all different content that I've been developing over the 20 years. So that's, that's really my books. Those are your books. Those are, well, Those look, after books. talking to you, I feel like video and having people hear you and get this energy, that's what they need. Well, since you're so jazzed about inner you love, I feel like I, I need to know more because I'm just, I mean, I, I like sexy talk. I like talking about okay, stuff good. like that. And I feel like I you're right. Good. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta change C. We gotta step it up in our love lives. You know, why, why do people need to at least be open to the fact that, ooh, maybe there's a little work to be done in the love department. Well, you could see the same title of the book. Maybe it's you, right? Whatever you're dating, not dating, however good your sex life is or isn't, you're the picker, right? That's your picker. That's your, and that's your pickle picker if you don't love what you have in your life. And then what happens is, is I, I literally change the math of how to relate to love. And so the kind of quick speech I give is you have a head, you have a heart, and you have a hoo-ha. And the head, the heart, and the hoo-ha pretend that they're competing. They're like competing voices out of 100%. So then your heart should matter more than your hoo-ha. He has to be a good person. But so what if he's not that handsome and you don't really want to fuck him? Right? But he's brilliant and he's a good man. Right. So then it was two. Like, so every, the heads arguing, the hearts arguing and the hoo-ha are arguing and they hardly get along. It's usually a war two out of three gang up on the other one. Okay. And so what I make people do is go through their entire past and really see their patterns of how they pick. And it's, you can't remember it. You actually have to sit down and do this work. So right? And literally start to see it. And then I make you do your parents at heart and hoo-ha. And even if they've been married three times. So I make, I make everyone start to understand that you, just because you think you know what keeps happening to you doesn't mean that you really get your pattern at all, right? Most lions don't know, right? They, they, <laughs> they don't know their, right? If you keep getting eaten, why do you keep picking a predator? Right. So if you if if your love life isn't getting you what you want, you've never done the math, you've never investigated yourself. No, this is not what's happening in therapy. And this shit works. I've been like it's my it's like I could literally stop everything else and just go into helping people find the loves of their lives and deserving them. And when people do this, they come out and they're able to do that. They're able to Oh, to, to find love. Well, they first, they also learn how to stop lying about what they think they should be like, blah, blah, blah. like it, there, there's so many things that we feel obligated to because of our parents, because of our history. It's, it's just like, there's a, there's a wake, there's a waking up and telling the truth and facing what society and life has done to you. That is just wake up. You, none of that has to be true. It doesn't have to be true. You are perpetuating it now, right? If you do whatever you like, but mm. you're perpetuating shit, you better be something you want to perpetuate, right? And then the other thing that happens is, this is the best, you'll like this one. Fun. I do an awkward scale. So I call everyone, sexually speaking, awkward. <laughs> and I create a one, a one to five, like a one to five, if you like are wildly awkward, awkward. Up, up to like, I can talk about sex, no problem. I'll show you, right? I'll split my legs and point, right? Like, you know, we're all so awkward. Oh, yeah. Right? And trust me, everyone, I do not get the high rating on my own scale, right? I know exactly where I am and how I move up the scale and what I need to work on. No, really, right? I win no awards. Right. And, but I certainly know what I'm not talking about, what I need to be talking about and what we all should be talking about, about really being sexual beings and not being ashamed of it. And we're all perpetuating a level of shame, especially women. Mm. 
and that right or or being fake or needing to be something to get love or attention we have so much fun work to do to change but you have to go to the basics and you have to face where you're lying or hiding your truth so if that freaks you out I don't want to talk about it you would run from all of my work (laughs) (laughs) maybe not the right time but maybe one day (laughs) definitely but if you believe in love want to believe in love even if like there's a woman I'm working with who hasn't gotten laid in 15 years very powerful awesome lady has never even admitted it never admitted it has a why hasn't she admitted it? Because her husband's in the other room. Do you think she tells anybody? Yeah. And so, like, okay, let's find out what happened to your, like, let's figure this out. But she knows what's going to happen. We're either going to start sleeping with him, start sleeping with someone else, get to, like, and anything in between. Yeah. Right? Like, she knows we're going. So there's so many things people have given up on because they believe whatever they believe that voice go back to that inner dialogue has never really done the right kind of learning or work. Oh, you didn't learn this in high school. Oh, was it the college classes you didn't take? Everyone's like, is there language? It's like wanting to speak Spanish, but you've never learned it. So many of us don't understand that sex is a language to learn. Right. Love is a language to learn. How to have difficult conversations is a language to learn. Oh, there is. You didn't learn it. No wonder you suck at it. Oh, great. I built an entire education so you could learn it so you don't suck at it because our planet's burning and no one's getting happy and laid in ways that really inspire them. I think it's I think it's great that you're out here saying that you can learn this language doesn't matter how old you are, what you've done, where you're at in life. Like you can still be a student and learn these languages and better your life. Like I think that's a really beautiful thing. You, I have clients in their eighties who are working on their sex life. You are never too late for anything until you're dead. And then we don't even know what happens then. So yeah. I am very suspect that we never get out of this, okay, until we all get out of it. And the only way out is through the dark disappearing into light by owning its dark side, right? So I really am an, a light avenger, but really the only way to do that is by chasing down the truth about the dark side. And everybody wants to just be sweet and not have one when everyone live like, is like possessed, <laughs> pretending they're not. Definitely, definitely there's a dark side in all of us. Don't ignore it, don't ignore it. Um, lastly, I'd love to talk to, <laughs> at the beginning we talked about finding things that make you proud, finding joy. You talked about having dreams and like sticking your neck out for them. You know, but why is it that we stand in the way of our own dreams? It seems like a lot of people are struggling through life. And I don't know if that's because maybe they don't know what their dreams are or they do and they just choose to like literally just cock block themselves. I, again, I don't think there's language, right? So, you know, so here I make a person sit down. I break life out into 12 different areas. And I ask you, I even give you a way to write a dream, like here, copy this basic gist. Now write 12 dreams for your life. Do you have any idea that no one sat down and wrote any dreams for their life? Like every, and never mind, do it every year. And then make a, a plan to fulfill on that, right? Like people are not running their lives like any form of business. They don't have dreams because no one sat down and asked them for their dreams. If you don't have a dream, you can't even fail at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't blame anyone for not being wildly dreamy. I think anyone who's wildly dreamy is likely an entrepreneur, likely like just has like a gift in that area. We all have gifts in one or two, three areas maybe at the most. Usually it's just one or two. And then that's an area we thrive in, but then we put all our marbles in that basket, mm. right? Because we don't know how to do it in other baskets, right? So for me, I just think humans are not focused or learning to focus on the right things. And we, you know, the world makes us learn about Christopher Columbus, not how do I deal with my alcoholic mother. Yeah. 
And if you go, which one really matters to the quality of life? We understand it's embarrassing that we spend so much time studying shit we don't need to know versus real time studying shit we would, that would make us thrive. So I think human education is pretty much what I think is wrong. Time to step up and be students again, kids. Time to do it, whether you're 20, 45, or 80, wanting to boost your sex life. It's time to, it's time to be studious. And then, and then you can hear that I believe in humans. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, right, if, if you don't have a shovel, you can't dig right? If you have a shovel and you need to dig and then you're not digging, now you're a jerk, mm. right? I can't call you a, a jerk until I give you the shovel. <laughs> you're just out here giving nails and shovels and referencing sports. And it, I, I love it. I love what you're putting out in the world. Honestly, oh, you're, you, you are unlike anyone I've ever spoken to. And it's the best thing. It's the best thing that's happened today. (laughs) Thank you very, very much. And I hope everyone, and I think, you know, anyone who's doing a podcast makes me so proud because whether people have figured it out or not, or, you know, like radio stations don't like you're competing with, with mediums that really like people can now find what they want. They can listen to who they want to listen to. They can right? Like, that's a miracle. That makes me so happy that you're building that I like, I'll do anything to support you because you're doing the frontline work. Like I have to do my frontline work. Yeah. Well, thanks. So thank I you. appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. And where can people get their creep on and learn more all about you and interview? Um, Lauren Zander. You could always find anything from Googling my name, but I am Handel Group. The book is Maybe It's You. Um, or inner you which is inner you love please people and inner you life unless you want inner you career because you really want to face face your career but I promise I I if you actually do what I say it your life will change a hundred percent and it isn't simple it, it like it's easy to follow but not like you can do this right and you will feel amazing if you do the work Really and will. I love, and I love that you say it, it comes back to the work because you do not shy away from people giving, from giving people homework. You're out there being like, if you're going to do this, you're going to do the homework. Otherwise you're not going to yeah. get the results. It's, you know, the joke was I am the P90X of life coaching. You want your six pack, don't you? Right. You want to get laid, don't you? You want real love, don't you? You want what's possible. Like if, if, if this scares you or like, she's doing fast. Yes. <laughs> Look, it's just my kind of intense. Sign me up. I want that six pack. Lauren, thank you so very much. Thanks for having me. And thanks for everybody for tolerating and listening to my <laughs> barking. I'm a barker. Between the two of us, we swore so much. So sorry, everybody. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.